Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Now with less kids. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Episode three hundred one here. Yeah. Yeah. With 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 less kids. I'm not saying no kids because I'm a kid. <laughs> right. At least. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a twelve-year-old sometimes. Sometimes, just sometimes. Then I remind myself I'm forty-one. Uh, yeah, I'm. V well, I'm the same way, but I don't even remember what age I am most of the time. So. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Every time has has his birthday, I have to ask, "How old are you?" And he goes, "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred and ten percent true. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I'm young at heart, I guess too, and in, yeah. in mind. <laughs> in mind, definitely. Yeah. No. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, busy. Probably as busy as last mm -hmm. week, but um, in a different way. Uh, it, it, it was a good week though. I got a lot done. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I had a normal week, a little weird week. It's been kind of like, uh, you know, when I talk weird, I, I've been more out than lately. It's just like uh, a lot of things happened at the same time uh, after each other. Uh, yeah, I was out shopping one day, and then the other day I was out bathing. That was nice. It was so hot. And so nice in the weather, in the in the water. Right. Yeah. Got swimming outside for the first time in in the summer. It was so nice. It's definitely summertime. It, at least it's not as hot as it was. A, what a week or two ago uh, here. No. Um, but it's still like down in California. Yeah. It's getting crazy like hot still. Um, but that's not abnormal for there. It's been pretty nice here, to be honest. I saw some pictures from Oregon. I saw a big fire. Maybe not near you. Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. Uh, how does your art collection look? Do you have a lot of art? Uh, no, I don't. I've got a few little paintings. I guess I got like uh -huh. I've got one or two little paintings. That's all the art I have. Uh, I like to draw and things like that. You know that. You've seen a lot of my art. Sure. Uh, I make make a lot of computer art and things like that. Right, digital stuff. Yeah. Di digital. Yes. <laughs> I'm another digital citizen. See what I did there? <laughs> up here. Uh, the White House uh, defends a role in Hunter Biden's art sale. I love. I love this story because this is like. Uh, because Hunter Biden isn't like high in in the system or anything. It's like this story has it all. 
Hunter Biden is expected to sell some of his artwork this fall for as much as half a million dollars. He may mm-hmm. n- never learn who bu- buys it, though. In recent months, wh- the White House officials have worked on an ethics plan that would shield the identity of those who bid on the president's son's work. Uh, this was reported <laughs> by the Washington Post. The plan ha- ha- has been criticized by ethics experts uh and is meant to prevent a wealthy individual from currying favor with Hunter or his powerful family by paying a handsome sum for the paintings. The main arrangement, the details of which the White House has not confirmed on the record, uh, is designed to allow Hunter Biden to pursue a new career in art, the Post reported. At the same time, Joe Biden has committed to upholding stricter barriers between family and governance then existed under Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah, because remember when Donald Trump uh, sold his art? Oh, wait. That never happened. I think this would be equivalent to what one of his sons, uh, right. Eric Trump, selling a bunch of art, and then not only selling the art, but Donald Trump's White House um, putting yeah. together the deal for the art to be sold so that it wouldn't break any ethics laws. Um, right. Hunter Biden's artwork ranges from 75000 uh from works on paper to, like I said, 500000 for his larger paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the... Obviously, the big problem here is the idea that the art dealing world to begin with is just filled with money laundering and corruption oh. and <laughs> so I went on a little googling spree because I have never ever seen uh, a, a painting by Hunter Biden I have to admit right uh, it's it's okay I like it I'm, I'm not sure I would pay half a million for it but it's it's nice. I think that's the like half a million dollars is a lot for maybe any painting, but yeah, maybe for a very accomplished artist, you could be like, okay, half a million dollars for a painting, sure, for a large, very well done painting. Hunter Biden is not yeah. a established artist. This is just some. Ooh. This is the president's son, and yeah. for some reason, <laughs> he's able to get. Half a million dollars for a painting? That seems... You know what I'm saying? There's something else at play here. Is it his name recognition that's bringing half a million dollars? Right? And if so... uh, They say it doesn't curry favor because they're blocking the names, but at the same time, they're also blocking the names from the public, so we don't know who's buying these paintings or whatever. So, let's say in a few years... uh, President Biden has bought some of his artwork. Sure. I was thinking more in the lines of, like, let's say Jeff Bezos bought some. And then Jill Biden, not necessarily even Joe Biden. Jill Biden's at a party at the Bezos mansion, and she happens to see Mm -hmm. some of Hunter's work just hanging there. Right. (laughs) Is that going to, is you know, the ethics of that... um, her right. seeing that painting and going, oh, look, he spent money on my son, that, mm-hmm. um, even if they're hiding the names of the people buying it, that doesn't mean that it's going to hide the ethics problems, right? Yeah. I, to- I totally, totally agree. And that's, that's kind of one of the problems. 
one of the problems, right. I mean, the bigger problem to me is the idea that um, half a million dollars in the art world, somebody buys this and uses it as collateral for uh, money laundering. That's the thing that I see happening, but yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to uh, buy my uh, artwork, I sell it for half a dollar. <laughs> I, I see so many ethical things wrong with this. It's like what what you said. It's like one, he's not a renowned artist. Two, if he buys it, then what if they find out? Like, there's so many things that I I think is is totally fucking wrong with this. And I I do think that. Instead of hiding who bought it, I think it would be more easy to actually know who bought it. Let's say Jeff Bezos, as you said, uh, bought it, and we knew that Jeff Bezos bought it. That would be a bigger... uh, We as watchmen outside of the system could look at at the transitions between Jeff Bezos and and the uh, Biden uh, administration uh, closer when we knew who bought it. Sure. Right? Yeah, that, that's true. But at the same time, if the White House knows who bought it, then that favor is able to be to happen. But since yeah, but, but at the same time, if we don't yeah. know who bought it, then we can't see right. if favors are being done. So yeah, the whole thing's. Right. And it's not like Hunter Biden is uh, a saint to begin with, right? <laughs> really? Right. Exactly. We're not. We're not talking about like a, an angel here uh, to right. begin with. So. Right. Yeah. No. This is weird. Uh, talking about Biden, he presses Putin to act uh, on ransomware attacks. This is what we talked about last week. Am I right? Uh. I, I, no. We didn't talk about this last week. No? No. Okay. This okay. is... Uh, I don't think we've talked about these ransomware attacks. Uh, these were just a random ransomware. Like, uh, uh, they locked down this specific software provider called Casea, which I don't even know what they produce or what they do. Um, mm-hmm. But the attack was linked back to a... Uh, group called Revol, uh, which, it, according to the U.S., is a Russian-linked group um, that led an infrastructure attack on 1,500 businesses worldwide, which included this KSIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Russian-linked hacking group known as Revol took responsibility for the ransomware assault, although the U.S. intelligence officials have not publicly said who was responsible yet. Um, U.S. President uh, Biden warned Putin that he would hold Russia accountable for cyber attacks that originated there, even if they did not directly connect to the Kremlin. He said there would be consequences if the Russian president did not act to curb the cyber attacks on the U.S., so he's saying even if it Ooh, even if the the cyber attacks are not coming from the the government itself uh, there yeah. still could be consequences. Mm-hmm. Consequences. Ooh. Right, I, they don't say what that really means necessarily. Sanction. Right, that's what I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
um, England news. Uh, there has been some shit uh, trouble there with the new virus. Uh, but uh, guess what? They are going to lift the last virus restrictions to work from home and wear masks after July 19. Uh, right. Boris Johnson came out. Uh, he's all. Re he said all remaining lockdown restrictions in England will be lifted in a week, despite a sharp rise in the c cases of the coronavirus. <clears throat> Boris Johnson confirmed that Monday. He said the right moment. This is the right moment to proceed as schools close for summer vacation, but urged people to proceed with caution. Uh, Johnson said although the risk of pandemics remains, legal restrictions will be replaced by recommendations that people wear masks in crowded places and tr public transport. So instead right. of it being a restriction, it's going to be a guidance, is what what it comes down to. Uh, I saw a little pretty much that we were going to talk about uh, later, and there was absolutely nobody in the crowd wearing masks. It seems, in, in a, at least in where I am, going into grocery stores and things that I've done yeah. in the last few weeks this week and maybe last week I went to maybe one or two stores and people are really not wearing masks anymore here either because if you're vaccinated you don't you don't have to wear a mask um, I don't know if all the people that aren't wearing masks are vaccinated necessarily but that's what's Probably happening not. like I would say the last store yeah. I went into I was the only person wearing a mask I was kind of the odd one out uh, even though I've been vaccinated I was still wearing a mask so yeah, and then it, uh, it feels too fucking fast. I'm going to say this again. Uh, lifting restriction after July 19. Now, I mean, I feel that's way, way, way too fast. It's in five days. Uh, the numbers uh, are just climbing and climbing and climbing in the UK. I think this is the wrong thing to do, but hey, yeah, my. It says the British government believes the vaccine rollout has mostly severed the link between infections and hospitalization. The number of people requiring hospitalization or that are dying from COVID-19 has stayed low and stable, uh, though that that has been edging up in recent days uh, because right. of the Delta variant. Still concerns over rapid increasing cases has piled pressure on the government to take a cautious approach. Yeah. Not cautious enough, if you ask me, but... It just seems weird Again. that you would... I'm, I guess I understand that their their thought is, okay, school's over, so people aren't going to be going to school and spreading it through kids or whatever. Uh, you you mm. know, um, so the only place that it's really going to be spread is at, in workplaces, and that's fairly easily regu regulatable. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's weird to take down a restriction when the cases are going up because of the new variant, so it's a little weird. Yeah. Hey, look, you're old enough to re uh, remember Operation uh, Bay of Pigs, right? I mean, I was way too young to really remember that. Right. Where uh, the United States were going to take over Cuba and you gave uh, Fidel Castro uh, a cigar that was going to blow up in his face. That was a, a cool thing that you tried to do. Uh, well, there was another assassin 
thing that happened this week. Uh, right, Haitian National Police announced Sunday that uh, Eman Sol so Emmanuel Sonnen, uh, oh, yeah. Christian Emmanuel Sonnen, a doctor based in Florida, is suspe suspected of playing a major role in the assassination of President Hovel Moy Moise, uh, who is the president of Haiti. Moise was shot and killed by gunmen who entered his home last Wednesday morning. Uh, Sonnen flew to Haiti in June and had political objectives. He alleged that Sonnen used a security firm to recruit some of the men involved in the assassination, telling them they would work as his bodyguards. Haitian authorities say that the hit squad carried out the assassination that was co comprised of 28 people, uh, mostly being soldiers from Colombia. Uh, so far, the Haitian police have arrested 21 in connection with the assassination. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty, pretty, pretty bad thing. Do you think, I have, I have a sneaking suspicion, do you think that it will come out that this doctor had any contacts to your FBI? Or? Well, it's already come out that two of the, this doctor wasn't the only U.S. person who was arrested. There were He's one of three people from the U.S. who was arrested in connection with mm. this. Uh, there were two other people who were both also from Florida, by the way. Um, and some of the people who were arrested who were Colombian uh, were found to be informants for the U.S. government. Not necessarily. Ah. They're, ah. They are connected to the U.S. government, but they're not uh, necessarily U.S. Uh, operatives but they are informants right so there are connections yeah. to the u.s already happening here um the police said upon the president's death sonnen the doctor from florida was intending to assume the presidency of haiti this was reported by the washington post under haiti's mm -hmm. constitution the head of the supreme courts is the president's successor but the chief justice recently died and has hasn't been replaced yet and so that's why they wanted to go in there and take out the president now is because the since this um, second in line had just died of COVID-19, they could go in there and overtake the government because of how the Constitution is worded. So that's the reason they went in to assassinate him right now. Mm. Right. Yeah, because I was thinking this smells like operatives. <laughs> this really, really smells like operative. Oh yeah, remember when they, in during the Trump administration, when there was the failed uh, attempt to take over um, Venezuela by uh, again oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some people from Florida, surprisingly enough, mm -hmm. surprise, surprise, um, <laughs> by U.S. private security group um, trying to overtake the government of, of Venezuela and. I would not be surprised if in the next few days we find out that the exact same thing happened here. Yeah. How, how much cash uh, does someone have to pay you to move to Florida? It depends on what part of Florida it is. To be honest, there's nice parts of Florida, and then there's parts that are not so nice. So. <laughs> hey, uh, Richard Branson, one of the most uh, luscious rich people in the world. He has been in space, and this is 
Huge news. It has to be in space because the rich people are fighting. After a Sunday's successful launch, Britain's entrepreneur bet on space tourism is moving from prototype development to building a sustainable business. Uh, Richard Branson is officially an astronaut. Uh, the British entrepreneur beat fellow billionaire Jeff Bezos to the edge of space. Mr. Bezos is set to uh, embark on his own flight later this month. The two men are part of a new generation space race, both attempting to expand access beyond the reach of the government and research missions, at least to a handful of high net worth individuals. So rich people is what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, here, here is the funny thing. So they, they are fighting if he was really in space or not, because some, some are saying that he, he wasn't, according to the definition of space and things like that. So it's kind of uh, funny to see how uh, the two groups are, like, fighting. He wasn't really in space. Well, he was in space, yeah. Well, I guess... Well, let me see if I can find it. But he didn't technically... There's, like, a certain line... uh, Right. That is, like, this... Here is, like the definition of space, and he was, I think, like, mm-hmm. something like six miles away from that, is that correct? Yes, yes, six miles away. So, yeah. technically didn't go to space? Um, technically, yes. Right. That's, that, that's the fight has been, been about, like, can he say, can he say that he's been in space, he's, like, six miles away. Well, let me see, the car, car, caram, car, Carman, Carman line, which is 62 miles above sea level, and where is generally, and where it is that generally agreed upon place where space begins, uh, Branson went 53.5 miles, so he was, mm. uh, a, yeah, a few miles away from actually mm. reaching space. So I guess. What Jeff Bezos is going to want to do is be like, oh, I went 62.1 miles, so that makes me better, right? right? Um, yes, yes. What, I guess the real question I have here is what is the – obviously these rich guys are like, I want to spend my money to go to space and not um, mm-hmm. feed homeless people. But there's also <laughs> – there's also this whole thing of like what is the in it for them? Because they're not doing it just because they like space. There's clearly no. some – a monetary benefit to them in the future that they see oh, yeah. a need to create this technology so that they can get more money in the future. That's their whole ethos, mm. right? So there, there must be some reason that they see um, uh, that this is beneficial to them besides... I mean, they're, they're not... You they're, want to know? Jeff Bezos' whole plan is, an, oh, I really need to increase technology to get to space so that I can help help people that's not what's going on here that's bullshit yeah because it's it's space tourism right but they're only selling it to like very you can only sell it to like the richest of rich people um there isn't that much that that makes you even more rich guess it or not i it seems like there's only a limit to uh, that business model, though, because say you sell a ticket to all the rich people possible, and then they're like, "Yeah, I did that already. I don't, I don't want to do that again." Then you're 
customer base is completely run out, right? So there's got to be some other long-term goal for creating this technology, in my mind. Like, that's a, short-term, ha- that's a short-term right. goal, I see. But, like, a longer-term goal, like, why would you want to... Uh, who's... There's got to be somebody else be- behind them go- going, hey, we need this technology, and it'll be able to benefit you in this way, Jeff Bezos, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I... I, I but I just don't know what that is. Yeah, no. Uh, hey, if you think, hey, uh, I want to save the Princess Latifah of Dubai, uh, I, because I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm pro saving Princess Latifah of Dubai when she said during her video that she was trapped, she was, uh, she couldn't get out of her 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 uh, castle. I would think. The FBI would play a role of helping her out of the castle because they are the good guys. A USA Today investigation established that the FBI responded to an urgent plea from Dubai's uh, leader's office providing assistance essential to capturing Princess Latifah. On a yacht in the Indian Ocean, heavily armed commandos seized the princess. Uh, Princess Latifah said, shoot me here, don't take me back, screamed this during, she screamed this during a raid in 2018 as armed men bound her wrists, they had been sent by her father, a billionaire prime minister of the UAE, an authoritarian ruler of the Emirates of Dubai, despite her pleas confirmed by two eyewitnesses who traveled with her aboard a U.S. flagged yacht. The princess was dragged off the vessel and returned to Dubai and her father's rule. Uh, What USA Today found out is the FBI had obtained and provided data about the yacht's location to the Dubai government after officials there claimed the princess had been kidnapped and needed emergency aid to secure her release, according to multiple people familiar with the FBI's role. So the FBI is saying, we got tricked by by the you, the uh, by du, the Dubai government, they tricked us into capturing her. Tricked her. Hmm. 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 It says it was not immediately clear whether the FBI, which declined to comment on the matter, was aware the request for help appears to have been misleading. But USA Today pieced together a series of harrowing events through interviews with eyewitnesses and people familiar with the FBI's role, emails, images, and encrypted social media messages, ID certificates, satellite data, audio and video material uh, substantiate that Princess Latifah's escape plan and shed light on her recapture. Without the FBI's assistance, Latifah might never have been found, uh, found out during her escape. So... Congratulations. Well, this, this story just gets crazier and crazier. The story yeah. started out as like oh, a BBC article uh, with her in a video saying, hey, I'm, I'm stuck in this cabin. They're, they won't let me go. Yeah. And she's been now photoed like all over the place. Um, well, I think the last time we saw her, she was in Spain, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now we're hearing that some for some reason the FBI was tracking the yacht she was trying to escape on initially so wow wow yeah congratulations there United States of America good job 
Good job indeed. Uh, hey, influencers uh, on in social media, they like to fix their pictures, even in Norway. Yeah, Photoshop is popular everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now uh, Norwegian law requires influencers to, to declare that they have actually <laughs> retouched photos on social media. Uh, influencers in Norway are required by law to label their images on social media that have been retouched. A new regulation from Norway's Ministry of Children and Family Affairs have been brought to try to fight unrealistic beauty standards. Earlier this month, the law passed with 72 officials voting in favor and 15 voting against. Uh, the King of Norway later decided when it will decide when it will come into effect. But when the law is implemented, it will require influencers who are making money from content to label when an image has been retouched. So, only if they're making money? Is that what it's saying? Only yeah. if they're profiting from that image. Do you have to label right, it? If they're sell selling, selling it, more or less, or making like, or if they're doing example. a brand deal or something like. But right. I guess the point is like, if you're just loading a photo onto Instagram and you're just a random teenager, you and you Photoshop right. it, you don't have to label that specifically. It ha it's only if but you're it, making money, right? Yeah, if you sell cucumber water, for example, or whatever, right. uh, yes. laxative tea. That's a big one, right on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds weird, but that actually is a big thing they sell on Instagram. I see that all the time. I, I, I trust it. Uh, this includes any alterations that have been made to the bo subject's body size, body shape, skin, either before, uh, like through a filter, or after the image has been taken. Uh, mm. So does that include makeup? That's an um Oh, specific no. examples. In here, here it is. Specific yeah, examples include enlarged lips, edited muscles, and cinched waistlines. Images that have been retouched will legally be required to carry a label designed by the government to alert viewers. Uh, yeah, okay. Didn't we just talk about last week a parachute failed to, to open? I don't remember, did we? I'm having the weirdest case of deja vu. No, I don't I'm think we did. I'm having the weirdest case of deja vu. Okay, see? Mm -hmm. I need to say it twice. Without saying it twice, it's not funny work. But yeah, uh, the, I think it's uh, even more funny that they use uh, a photo of the Norwegian flag in, in a member of the British Army that's parachuting. But uh, yeah, a paratrooper who parachutes failed to open survives after crashing into a house. Uh, yeah, wow. a, a British paratrooper's parachute failed to open correctly, and he sustained only minor injuries after a 15,000-foot fall. Holy crap. How the fuck did he survive? Uh, it took him through the roof of a house in California, crashing into the kitchen into a burst of insulation. And roofing material. So I guess the insulation helped, probably? I mean, that's not it's that so, much padding. It's not like the roof is made of jelly. <laughs> it must have been a shit roof, right? Yeah, you're probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, the worst roof in the world. Is it made of, like, Velcro or something? 
<laughs> he jumped out of a plane during a high-altitude, low-opening exercise, a technique used by special forces. He lost control as he approached the ground. Uh, according to a local TV station, the accident happened around 5 p.m. on July 6th. Several neighbors saw the parachute spiraling in the air. Photographs from the scene show a hole in a tiled roof of the home and the soldier wearing an SAS uniform in the kitchen surrounded by debris. Okay. <laughs> wow. He would... Even right, I guess he, he didn't even. It says he was conscious but stunned with complaints of pain, but no visible injuries uh, when they were taking pictures. Yeah, like how did he not fucking break anything? He didn't even what like hit his head to like. Exhausted. It didn't even knock him yeah. out. He was still awake. Yeah, that's crazy. Fifteen thousand feet. I mean, <laughs> I don't even see how that's possible. But I guess it is just yeah, incre- like you just have to be the most lucky. Ever, yeah. The right time at the right place, uh, everything, yeah. I don't hey, even I know, see, yeah. Yeah, I saw some stupid kids on on uh, YouTube this week. Uh, uh, they were going to save goldfishes. So they bought a, a bunch of goldfishes, went to the beach and let them out. Into the, into the salt water, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oh, yeah. stupid. <laughs> was it a joke or they really were just dumb? No, they really did it. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to save the goldfishes. Oh my gosh, that's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, goldfish are known to grow to, like, the size of their environment. So if you have, like, a, yeah. the bigger the fish tank you have, the bigger your goldfish is going to get over time. Um, mm-hmm. And it says here, a goldfish nearly the size of a football uh, was pulled out of a Minnesota lake in the city of Burnsville, Minnesota. Photos were shared Friday of a huge goldfish recently discovered in Keller Lake. Uh, These goldfish uh, appeared to be the size of a football. The city of Burnsville tweeted, Please don't release your pet goldfish into ponds and lakes. They grow bigger than you think and contribute to poor water quality by mucking up the bottom uh, sediment and uprooting plants. Groups of these large goldfish were re- recently found in Keller Lake. Uh, this isn't the first time goldfish have been discovered in suburban Minneapolis lakes. Last year, officials removed about 100,000 goldfish from another lake in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, here, we have some pictures here. Though. Yeah, can you eat them? I've never heard of anybody eating goldfish, no. Is is there like... Oh, they're huge. I mean... I don't know if the meat's any good, though. Right. Can you eat goldfish? I'll look it up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, uh, uh, we see one of the goldfishes where, like, he's holding it. It's bigger than a very grown man's hand. It's huge. Uh, yeah, well, there's a few pictures down here. So, like, there's multiple ones that are different sizes. I'd say mm-hmm. the biggest one, it's actually, like, kind of the shape of a football, too. But, like, it's it's big both ways. It's not only big, like, long. It's also, like, the stomach is super fat on these things. Um, uh, it's just that you can eat goldfish. That gross flake pellet stuff is what 
the if if that's what your fish have been eating exclusively, that's what the fish will taste like. Mm. So if yeah, if you're yeah, okay, that makes sense. So you know what yeah, so, you are what you eat, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's and when it's eating the bottom dirt, it will probably. I guess it would probably be better if it was like it would taste a little bit better if it was in the wild as opposed to if you're f- giving it that flake food or whatever. Uh, it does say right. here that it's just like any other freshwater fish, so I guess you could eat goldfish like that if you. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what it would taste like. Maybe that's a new business. Even stock like goldfish uh, farm. I don't. I feel like just because goldfish are so well known as being like a pet, you get like even at a carnival, you like win one in a ring toss thing here in America. Uh, yeah, people in America also kind of frown on eating rabbit. I love rabbit. I, I know. Well, we don't. What do we call it here? We don't even call it like when we when you if you were to order rabbit off of like a menu, we don't even call it. Yeah. Call it that. It's called something else. It's like uh, let me think of what it's called. But like when you or you don't order like deer on the me- on the menu because I think people oh, think I love real. Think it's like so veal is not deer. That's a isn't it? No, that's baby cow, which is even oh, that's baby. That cow. would even that's another thing. Like you order veal and they call it veal because ordering baby cow off the menu would sound really bad. <laughs> it's the same with deer. They call it venison, I think, because uh, oh, venison, yeah. I I would assume people when you you don't want to order Bambi off off the menu. You know what I mean? So <laughs> one slice of Bambi, please. <laughs> I would like a big piece of Bambi on my plate, please. Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess not. I, I, I think people should eat more cute animals. I'm very pro, pro eating of cute animals. I, 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 I'm, it just depends. Uh, I think some people kind of, well, what's a good word for it? Some people kind of, see certain animals as one way and other certain animals as another way. And I guess I'm also that way it to an extent. Like I see certain animals as like more edible than others. But when you really think about it, I guess it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Like if you're in another, if you're in a, another Eastern country, a lot of animals that we see as unedible are totally edible there. Right. So, right. If I was hungry enough, I would eat a cat and a dog in a heartbeat. That's probably yeah. I think that's true about almost everybody, right? Like yeah. people can say that they wouldn't, but if you were starving, yeah. you would probably go and eat eat, eat the the bunny, right? I would have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> Just the fight of it's the uh, survival of the fittest. No way a dog is going to win over me. I mean, show show. You know the ship dog show show with the with the blue blue black uh, uh, tongue, right? The what? Show shows in uh, uh, the dogs mm-hmm. show show. Yeah, with the black uh, 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 tongue, they have kind of a black blue tongue. That is actually that was meat for the longest longest time. Like that was breed. That was bred as meat. No joke. Huh. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, 
Trump. Uh, I I am going to talk about what he is talking about after he talks about the conservatives and the police. Hello, this is Trump. Trump tells the truth. I'm playing recording this early in the morning, so my voice is a little bit strange. But this week and for the last few weeks, we had a police scandal in Norway. Well, it's different because the, the some politicians can't say the difference between the police and an organization full of police officers. I'm not going to go in detail when it comes to this organization, but, but something happened that I also see in the United States. is when the far right, or the conservatives in general really, are mad uh, when, when, uh, when they take on a police scandal. It's always like the police are protecting the citizens. Isn't it extremely strange that people to the right who always defend the ban in the streets freedom, like we need lower taxes because we have more freedom and we need less regulation because of individual freedom, always protect people who are have violent monopoly on behalf of the state. Isn't that fucking strange? They don't really hate the state. And I said the right never hated the state. They just want a state who just work for them. I talked about this before. When police officers are banging innocent people on the streets or, or chasing black people because of nothing really. Yeah, when people said like, they were taking with marijuana, I said, that's nothing. Because that, that shouldn't be, even be a fucking crime. They was like, yes, the police are defending us. But when the police are coming after them, it's always like, something is wrong and the, the leftists have taken over the state and uh, my poor child or my poor fucking little Trump or so on. So, can we not start talking about why conservatives love the police and why they what kind of state they really want? Because they don't really want to get rid of the state. This is the one not a democratic one. You can see that now. They're chasing elections laws over the United States because they know they're gonna lose. That's because the white extremist minority is getting more and more a minority, so they cannot win elections anymore. But that's respect for the police, I think, is extremely strange. We have it in Norway too. You cannot criticize the police because when they think they're doing the right thing, that's enough. In Norway, right now, they've been caught with something that's criminal. They're not going to get punished because they ain't going to investigate themselves and some politicians are very frightened to criticize some people like the police, like people are afraid of criticizing the military because not, not like criticizing wars because then they're criticizing the military and so on and so on. Everybody really loves the state. But we have to discuss is what kind of state you really want. So conservatives can never come and say they they want to fight for my individual freedoms when the police are banging doors in poor neighborhoods because in in society poor people people in normal neighborhoods are also people not the conservative conservatives because then all the rich people right might issue who has a lot who is the people who should decide and do everything this isn't about the state it's about power Somebody wants the power, as long as they do crashing down on people they think are bad, it's okay. This was Trump, Trump tells the truth.
That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you for that. I don't think he's a hundred and ten percent correct. Okay. I don't. I don't think uh, that it's only uh, the Republicans that are interested, or conservatives that are interested in holding a stable police because uh, that will like uh, underdo democracy. It's almost like he's saying that. Uh, I, there, there is definitely a both sides to this. That uh, the the Republicans, well, I wouldn't say the Republicans. There are certain factions of conservatives who believe that like the police can do no wrong, and mm. that then there's also a side of the Democrats that also feel like not only the police but the system itself can do no wrong. Um. I mean, even mm. just look at how people on the liberal side now are treating things, entities like the FBI and the NSA, like the CIA oh, yeah, and things, definitely. like they're infallible entities that can do no wrong, uh, where if you look at these entities, they clearly have done horrible things in the past, right? So, mm. um, yeah. You know, and I, 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 think, I, think, I think he has a has a point that uh, in Norway we have a very much different view on police than in in the United States. We have way, way, way more respect for the police there in Norway. But I also think that's because they behave different. Uh, yeah, respect is earned, right? So, right, yeah. Anyway, uh, that was that. Uh, let's talk about TV. I've seen a lot of TV shows. Let's start with Cat People on Netflix. This is a documentary that's following people that are a little over-interested in cats. Sure. Okay. Uh, so the first episode is about this. So every episode is a new person. I like that. Uh, the first episode is about this rapper okay. that made a career on TikTok being the cat rapper. <clears throat> he raps about cats. Sure, that sounds. I mean, I think that could do it well on any platform on the internet. Probably not necessarily need to be on yeah. TikTok, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember if it was the second or the third. Was about the circus lady. Okay. Uh, that that uh, trained cat to be, like, performers. That was very fun. But, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the documentary. Uh, it's it's a little goofy. It's a little too long. I think the episodes should be a little shorter, actually. Uh, I, I kind of lost in just, like, maybe 20 minutes in. So, I, and I think they are, like, 30 minutes. So I, I think they should be a little shorter and they could have a little more, like, diversity. It, it would be maybe more fun to have more than one person in each episode, like, have some, like, two or three people talking about their love of cats. It gets a little too much with one person. Well, how long is each episode? Little... Are they half an hour? Or... I, I, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, Okay. I, I can't see so, them doing but, an hour on one cat person, but I guess, yeah. 
But when that is said and done, I, I have absolutely nothing against this. Like I said, I watched uh, three episodes. Uh, it's nothing like I need to see, but uh, it's it's not bad enough for me to go like I have no interest in watching it either. So I will give it six and a half. Okay. Uh, I saw season 23, episode one and two of Big Brother US, which started what, on Sunday. Yeah, Ugh, I need to see this. Uh, they, it seemed like Big Brother US in the past has always done the first episode where it's just all introducing characters. Um, they did that mm-hmm. again, but they tried to break it up a little bit this year, where instead of it just being, you know, they introduce the character, like, what, four characters usually, and then they go in the house, and then they go to a commercial break, and they come back, and they introduce four characters, they go in the house. This time... They introduced four characters, and then the, those four characters went and did a competition, which uh, the winner of that gets to go on to to compete for head of household. So it kind of broke up of the monotony, monotony of like how the first episode of Big Brother US usually is, which the other Big Brothers in other countries have done a good job of breaking that up in different ways. Um, this one mm. they tried. It, they didn't really succeed. It still was basically the same thing they always do they just broke it up with a competition um but that at least gave you a little chance to breathe and go uh okay i'm i'm actually watching big brother i'm not just watching an a show where they're introducing a, a, whatever 16 people <laughs> uh episode mm. 2 was fun i like these characters uh they definitely have some interesting people this season there's one uh, late one girl from happy valley oregon uh, so, cheering on my Oregonian in there, I guess. Um, but I don't think she... I, I, she may win, but I, I don't know. It's it's too early to call who I think is going to win, I guess. Maybe we'll talk about it next week, uh, if you see it. Sure. I saw another Netflix thing called How to Become a Tyrant. I saw this. Uh, this is well, a, I saw two episodes of this, this is, I guess. Yes. Uh this is a documentary question mark. Uh, I guess it is. Uh, the first episode is more or less about uh, how Hitler came to power. The second episode was about Saddam Hussein. Uh, it is uh, narrated excellently by Peter Dinklage. I think that is best the best thing I can say about it. It is very good narrated. Other than that, I was like, yeah... Again, uh, Netflix documentary series, but I I think they tried to do something different. Like, was some animation style that was kind of cool here. Uh, I, the people they are talking to in this show are interesting enough, but I, yeah, I don't know what what I thought was wrong with this. It's just like it didn't catch me at all. Uh, I guess I know too much about the people that they are talking about. Uh, yeah, the Peter Dinklage thing, uh, him doing the narration. Like, I went through the whole first episode, and I, the whole time I'm going, yeah, this this voice sounds familiar. And I, it didn't really, like, click <laughs> until the very end of episode one, where the first thing you see is narrated by Peter Dinklage in the credits. And I uh, went, oh, that's who that was. Like, I, did, I didn't... <laughs> I guess I went into this pretty, like, cold. I didn't see, like, a trailer for it, or I didn't really read up about it at all. I just, like, 
uh, you recommended it to me, and I was like, oh, okay. So I just put it on my list mm. and went and watched it. I didn't really do any research into it um, of what it was going to be about or whether it was going to be a, you know, a f nonfiction or fiction. I didn't have any clue what I was getting myself into. Uh, there was something about the way they compared the dictators. So they're kind of talking about, uh, let's see, what, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, um... Uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, Idi mm -hmm. Amin, let's see, who else? Kim, Kim Jong-il, they talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, But they're comparing them all. They're trying to like put all these, pe these types of people, these dictators who did horrible things, um, they're trying to connect them all and like say that they all have this uh, primary um, sameness, that they all like... There's one mm -hmm. specific way that uh, you become a tyrant. That's why it's called How to Become a Tyrant. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's based on a book, right? So this is all based on a book that somebody, that's called something else. I don't remember what it was called. But that thesis in and of itself, it make it loses some of maybe the um, how bad these people really were. It almost makes it yeah. like, uh, it, in a way, it makes it glorifies some of it. Not... Not in a way that it makes it look like they did good things, but in a way that it's like uh, they were able to accomplish these crazy ass, this crazy ass shit, right? Yeah, and this is this is also maybe my second problem with this is like this is supposed to be a guide for us to how to become like Hitler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't really want want that. I don't really want to become a tyrant. It's, it's a very like it's very jovial. It's like oh, you need to do this. You need to uh, kill a lot of people. You need to do that. You need to suppress your people. It's like yeah, you're yeah, like you said, they are almost a little like glorifying it. But but not really. I, yeah, not really. I, right. Exactly. Yes. It's it's hard to explain, I guess, unless you've seen it. Uh, uh -huh. I do like the style the documentary style it it it's a little mtv like boom 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 like everything's flashing at you really fast but other than that it's i i, I like the style of it so overall what did i give it i gave it a uh i gave it a five right in the middle i gave it a 5.5 that's bang in the middle as well right yeah you next uh i saw i think Think I should leave episode or season two? Yeah, this is good. Uh, yeah, this is on Netflix as well. Uh, oh no, it's called I Think You Should Leave, right? Mm. I said it. I think is that what I said? What did I say? I think I should. I think you should leave is what it's called. Sorry, uh, I wrote down. I think I should leave is what I wrote down. I don't know why I wrote that down. Uh, yeah, I really like the first season of this. Uh, I. At least the first couple episodes, I was not as enamored, maybe, as by the first season. It didn't seem as out there really? to me. It didn't seem as, like, off the wall. Like, the other, the last season, maybe it's because, maybe it's because season one caught me so off guard and I was not expecting yeah. it to be so crazy that this, I was going in expecting it to be crazy and it wasn't as, like, it was still crazy, but not over the top uh crazy right uh, mm. or at least 
not as over the top as my brain thought it was going to be. So I think I went into it with too high of expectations, probably. I really enjoy this. I I, I think it. Uh, I think season two is better than season one. To be honest with you, I really like this. I gave this an eight point five. Uh, I give it a seven point five. I th- I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was fun. It's I I like I said. I just think I went in with really high expectations. So. Well, the next thing I went into very low expectations because I really didn't know what was getting me was catch and kill the podcast tapes. Okay. Uh, this is a, a documentary on HBO. Uh, it is uh, a, an interview slash uh, documentary uh, about uh, the investigation into Harvey Weinstein. Uh, about this guy that made a podcast called the same thing, Catch and Kill. Never heard of it. Uh, and his guy, his guy is named Farrell something. I don't really remember his name. Ronan Farrow? Uh, and I've seen... Sorry? Ronan Farrow? Maybe that was his name, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, he he talks to producers and and people that was raped by Harvey Weinstein and like let their their uh, thing about it came out. Uh, the first episode episode was very interesting about this lady that uh, I think she was a, a, a former uh, former. Uh, uh, what do you call those ladies that wave to audience and like go in bathing suits? Miss America contentant or something? Miss Be- World. Sure, beauty pageants. Yeah, beauty, sure. Beauty, yes. And she was wearing this wire for the police, and we heard like how, what Harvey Weinstein said and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was really, 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 really interesting. The uh, second episode was about. The, the reporters that was trying to get him down also very interesting. I give this show uh, eight point five. Really, really liked it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I saw Leverage Redemption. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, before you go into it? Do you have any feelings about the old show? I saw episode. I never. See, when I got into this, they they really expected you to have seen every episode of that. That show was something that, like, I would see an episode because it would just kind of be on in the background. And when the TV got left on and after another show you had watched, Leverage would just happen to have come on after that. And so that show would just... So I never, like, sat down and watched all of Leverage or anything. I kind of knew, like, the idea behind it. I never... I always thought the the original show was a little bit cheesy. uh, But this isn't any less cheesy, (laughs) to be honest. No, no. I love the original show. So when I went into this, I had very, very high expectations. Oh, okay. Uh, Leverage is... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, continue. Uh, well, now I'm interested to see, because I was not, I didn't really, I didn't hate the show, uh, the original Leverage. Um, this is, I guess, a spinoff in the sense that it's got some of the main, the original cast members, but not all of them, right? 
Uh, four, yeah. Four right. or five. And then they brought in Noah Wiley uh, as a new mm-hmm. character. Uh, the whole the show is basically, the original show was a group of thieves who are good guys. They're mm-hmm. They're stealing things, but they're doing it for a good purpose. So, like, say, mm-hmm. um, a, a really bad, terrible guy who's, like, a drug dealer and is uh, killing people, whatever, this and that, they would go and heist all his, his money and then, you know, give it to, give it to charity or something. Um, you know, it's the bad guys doing good things, I guess. The, the whole show is very... network TV. This one is similar in that it's network TV-like, and the acting's not great. You know, it's medium, middle-of-the-road acting. The storylines are very network TV, blah-de-blah. But it's kind of fun in that it's got a very fun sensibility about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not a show you really have to sit there and think deep about. It's just kind of goofy... um, heist show right so it's one you can kind of turn your brain off and and you don't really have to like analyze it too deeply overall i give it like a four i guess yeah um hmm, i'm not sure i like this uh i think my main problem is the new new people coming in okay uh, noah while uh i did not like noah while and i didn't like uh what's it was supposed supposed to be his daughter. Uh, yeah, I don't know her name. Right, and uh, I think the, it worked when it was like thief was uh, catching other thieves. But this, this Noah guy is a policeman, and it's like, wh- why why are you bringing this to it? I and I understand I understand how how they are thinking, but I don't think it worked perfectly. So. I'm also giving it a four, actually. I don't think he's technically a policeman. He's like an invest investigator, uh, but right. for a lo- like a private type investigator. He's not really. He's not with the police, though. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I watched a Gossip Girl, uh, the new uh, the season of that, uh, the remake. Yeah. I did not think I would like this, uh, but. Someone, uh, I think it was last week or the week before that, said, hey, they will do a little backflash and you will love this series. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that was you that said that. Uh, I don't and, remember, uh, but it could have been. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the point. And you're 110% correct. Uh, they did a little backflash and I love their show. I, I think this is going to be on my list of the best show of the year. Because I'm giving it, and I know this is extremely high, and people are going to go like, what the fuck are you doing? But I loved it to a 9.5. I saw, what, Generation 56K, which I think you talked about last week, right? Yeah. Um, This is an Italian show. about. It's about a kid, but it's also about him when when he's grown up. And his relationships with women, mostly, is what this is about. Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of how a child, a a young boy, uh, grows into his sexual, uh, what, 
adulthood or whatever, mm. uh, or doesn't, I guess, in certain cases, <laughs> right? Uh, I guess <laughs> in this case. Um, but it, it also has a kind of an interesting, not mystery story to, but uh, interesting kind of like mystery to him because in certain part of it, when he's very young, he has a crush on this young girl, and then when he gets older, he meets this girl again, but doesn't realize that it's her, uh, and he falls in love all over again, even though he doesn't even realize it's the girl from his childhood. So the whole thing was kind of interesting in that way. I thought the acting was very good. It's very Italian. Like, I, w I started watching it, and I didn't realize that it was... I didn't know where it was from. Nope. Uh, well, yeah, I could tell it was dubbed, obviously, but I didn't know what country right. it was from right away because I was watching it with the dub. But I just, looking at the characters and looking at the scenery and stuff, it was like, oh, this is Italian. Like, it took, like, two seconds for me to realize where it was from, right? It was very obvious. Uh, overall, I gave it a, a 7? Yeah, I gave it a 7. It's actually got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it, it's really? really well scored. I Yeah, I, I, I'm... I wouldn't go as that high, but I think the acting is very, very good in it. So, okay, I, I think I gave it a six last week. Uh, okay, the last thing I saw was the White Lotus on HBO. Uh, this is uh, about uh, uh, this hotel, uh, this very exclusive tropical resort where people are getting into uh it has a lot of good actors uh and it uh connie brightness in it jennifer college uh for example uh this was overhyped for me so i went into this with reading reviews that was like oh this is the show of the year this is uh you need to see one in one show because it's it's uh, this is not bingeable because it's so it's so deep and so so cool and, and you will think it's one of the best shows ever and I went into that, that with that kind of expectations and I was like eh, it's not bad I don't know, know it's, uh, if it's going to be like oh, I must see the new next episode of The White Lotus. Right. It is interesting enough. Okay. I mean I, 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 I didn't dislike it but I, like I said, I went into this way high to expectations, and it's giving a six. What was it about? Uh, this uh, resort okay. in, in in Bahamas, yeah, this tropical spot. Right, okay. And and people uh, joining it. For example, like this frustrated uh, lady that has never ever uh, had someone that understands her go to the spa and fall in love with the spa lady because she talks to her in a nice way. Right, okay. Okay. It, yeah. Alright. Uh, that doesn't sound like something I want to see, to be honest. Ew. Something that we didn't or did want to see, I, it was in the middle for me, but uh, episode 7 of Panic. <laughs> Yeah, did we want to see this? Uh, well, after last week's episode, we were like, Ugh, this is terrible. But, but this it, was better. This was a better episode. It definitely, that last director, I think, was definitely the problem, because uh, we moved on to this right. new episode, and it got a whole lot better. Episode 7 called yes. Trust. Uh, Trust Falls getting literally, 
literal meaning in the game's fifth challenge where an abandoned train bridge forms the backdrop for revealing footage from our players and an unintentional outcome of secrets... Oh, Revealing footage of our players and the unintentional outcome of the secrets and their lies. The challenge will determine who goes on to the final four. The truce may set our players free, but not before it returns to haunt them. Right. That's a really bad description, but basically what happened is... Yes. In this episode, they did a challenge where you had to walk blindfolded across an old bridge. Uh, but you could get help from somebody if you answered questions from the judges, right? Mm. But what we believe... Videotaped yeah, go ahead. Uh, the answers. Uh, as, uh, when they were walking, they videotaped uh, the answers. Yeah, and they're so. blindfolded, so they blindfolded, so they don't know they're being videotaped. So what we assume is they're going to use this footage that they videotaped, uh, these questions... The questions being answered... Are, I guess are going to be used to blackmail them? I don't know why people wouldn't just lie about the questions. Yeah, it's like how how they who the how do they check this? There's no lie detector, even though I, I like it would be impossible to do that in this situation, even with you know even with a lie detector because you're on a bridge uh, walking across it. Like there's no. Yeah, the the challenge itself made no sense, uh, but no. the whole story of like what the game is is getting a lot more complicated because we learn that there's this other guy who's setting up a betting a bets on the game to see like he's got odds on who who's got chances to win, who doesn't have a chance to win, and our main character got kicked out of the game at the beginning mm. of this episode because she and her sister, little sister, had run away from their, what, I guess abusive mother. Um, mm -hmm. And she wasn't able to get to the last challenge, but in the end of this episode, she gets a, what, a text message from an, an anonymous number saying that the game isn't done with her. You're in. Yeah. Uh, she had a free pass, and that is kind of interesting, because uh, but the thing was, uh, it was in the rules that they, they had to use the free pass before the challenge, as I understand, uh, understand it, and couldn't like use it afterwards. Right. And that was why she was kicked out. But I think they are going to use uh, like storytelling that oh she had a free pass, so she's in again. Well, we also know that the one, the what do we call him? The announcer guy. Uh, mm -hmm. the he's he clearly likes her at least has an affinity for her because she goes to this hotel because she ran away from home she needs a place to stay and he gives you know he gives her two nights for the price of one at this hotel he's working at uh, so he clearly that guy is on her side when it comes to it I don't know if he had something to do with it or you know getting her back in the game but. I mean, we clearly knew she was going to get back in the game. That was never really oh, yeah, a question yeah. in my mind either, because she's the main character, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it, I think the whole thing's getting interesting, uh, and I'm I'm kind of ha happy to finish it up, though. Yeah, we have uh, eight, nine, ten. We have three episodes left. It's not it's not going to be super important, but. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they uh, end ended 
end it up. That's what they say. Yeah, I, you think it's going to be a conclusion, or you think they're going to try to set up for a second season? I see a second season set up happening. Yeah, I don't really know how they can do it if they're uh, done with the game. Uh, you just have another game next year. Yeah, because they do then this. She's they not s- qualified. She's not qualified though. Well, she could end up being one of the judges, maybe. Oh, for the next season, yeah. Hey, uh, look, uh, the MS uh, are out. Uh, we did our first MS uh, prediction last year. We'll do it again this year. Um, anything interesting in the nomination list for you? Let's see. Um, I mean, there's. I guess one of the interesting things, kind of not in one specific category, but that a lot of these things, a lot of the stuff that's getting nominated for the Emmys is not from like a main TV channel. These are mostly from oh, yeah. subscription service. Uh, most of the TV shows are from subs- some type of subscription service. So I think that's an interesting. Not necessarily move to that side, but even last year, I would say we saw more things that were on regular TV mm-hmm. uh, than we do this year. Yeah, I mean, by output, uh, HBO and HBO Max amassed 130 nods. That is, that is a lot. Netflix had uh, to 129. The two shows that were most nominated was The Crown and The Mandalorian with 24 each, uh, followed by WandaVision, Handmaid's Tale, Saturday Night Live, and Ted Lasso. The very underrated and also cancelled Lovecraft Country, Queen's Gambit, and Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, SNL, I, I don't know about some of these... Uh random uh, nominations it got that seemed very just totally random. Like, guest actor in a comedy, Alec Baldwin? Really? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so, so much, but sure. (laughs) I think it was more funny with with Dan Reschel that got the nomination for being in in, uh, WandaVision for 24 seconds or something like that. Right, yeah, yeah. Um... There's no, some... it was Dan. She, she. It was Dan. Don Cheadle for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was what. Was, yeah. Uh, there's some. Let's see. Is there any ones on here that you were surprised by? I don't. Not really for me. That's super. No. Um, I mean everybody I really a little... loved the Mandalorian. I I never even saw it. So. Uh, right. But I wasn't surprised by that. I guess. The boys, I, people really liked it, but um, I love the boys. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'm kind of surprised by that a little bit, just because it was so violent. I guess Emily in Paris uh, for comedy. I did not like Emily in Paris. I don't remember that. Did I see that? No, no, I probably. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> uh. Hey, uh, football, uh, it's coming home. It's coming home. 
Puffball's coming home. Oh no, it is not coming home. It's actually going to Italy. Uh, yep. It, Italy crowned European champion after beating England on, in a penalty shootout, right? Mm-hmm. Very so, exciting. Yeah, very exciting end to, for everybody who's watching the footy, as they say. Uh, when was the last time England... You, I remember you saying something like it had been a long time since England had it, got, even gotten close to this. 76 years or something like that, yeah. Uh, something like... Let's see, maybe it says somewhere here. Uh, it had been 55 long years since England was last in a major oh, international right. final. So, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, even though you didn't win... I guess after 55 years, just getting there is a win in and of itself, kind of, you know? Yeah, I don't know if the racist tweets, because... Uh, oh, I heard about this, person, right, yeah. Uh, miss, missed on the goal is, is, is a good way of going, but sure. Yeah, there are a lot of people that come came out against a lot of these... There's a lot of racism happening against... It's really this weird mob mentality that comes with sports and specifically like hooligans and, uh, soccer, like people get way too into it. And to the point that they take everything like, yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy that people would get that go to that length to be upset about a game, I guess is my point. <laughs> Hello. I have uh, two tickets for you and for me to the Tokyo Olympics. Want to go? Uh, no, I don't. Why not? Uh, the um, because the Olympics will take place without spectators. <laughs> oh. Oops. Well, no wonder the she uh, tickets were shipped. <laughs> Organizers said that on Thursday, uh, the host city of Tokyo will not have spectators as a resurgence of coronavirus forced Japan to declare a state of emergency in the capital. The move marked a sharp turnabout as recently as last week when officials still insisted they could organize the game safely. Uh, it all but strips the global sporting showpiece, which is going to start on July 23rd and run to August 8th. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. Uh... Because I kind of feel like there never should have been, at least a lim they should have limited it to like a very specific number of people if they were going to have any audience. But I'm, mm. I mean, are you surprised that this happened? No, but I don't think they should have it in the first place. So, <laughs> uh, I guess we did. We kind of said that at the time. We were like. But that was like a year ago when they were kind of mulling it over. Should we do it? Should we not do it? And you kind of have to make a decision. They decided to do yeah. it, and they just went yeah. for it or whatever. Um, it's going to be so weird. Yeah, it's going to be weird to see it happen without any audience. I guess, but it will be also would be weird when like a total stranger from Norway wins golf because he's the only one that competes in it. Because everybody else is like <laughs> not there because of guess what the corona. There's so many athletes that are not going to be there. So I feel like this is going to be the most laughed-related uh, Olympics in quite a while. Did you hear about the woman who is 
uh, kicked off the Olympic team because she tested positive for marijuana, even though I did hear about this. Yeah. she was smoking it in a state in the of of the United where States it's, where it's legal. legal. Yeah. And they the yeah. reason they said that she it was she had to be kicked off is that it's considered a performance enhancing drug. And then, mm-hmm. like I think it was yesterday, the day before, uh, I read an article that a bunch of experts on drugs came out and said. Uh, here's evidence that shows that marijuana is in fact not a performance enhancing drug. Like, like we needed that evidence, but like, I think anybody I think who's ever smoked marijuana could tell you it's not a performance enhancing drug. <laughs> I know what kind of sport it would be a performance enhancing drug in. It would be that in like eating contest. Professional eat, yeah, professional eating yeah. or uh, possibly uh, uh, it. If you were in an art competition, you could possibly be considered performance enhancing, I guess. If you want to buy our artwork for a lot of million of dollars, you can email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. How much does it cost to get a portrait painted by you? Uh, um, six Bitcoin. Six Bitcoins. Yeah. He has no idea how much that is. Well, it changes daily, uh, right? So whatever it is on <laughs> that day. Yeah. That day, yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at PodcastADC. That's at PodcastADC. And we have a Facebook group uh, because Facebook is still a thing. Uh, you can find us on another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, yeah, some movie news. Let's talk about Space Jam coming out next week. We're going to talk about it yeah. in another digital review next week, actually. But apparently, on the same day it's released, we, we're we learning that Fortnite is adding a LeBron James skin to its metaverse. Uh, <laughs> Space Jam, a new legacy, is cranking out also a batch of digital collectibles, or N- NFTs. Uh, oh! Not... 91,000 item N- NFTs, so there, I, it's, like, I guess that's limited edition, kind of? Not really. Well, I guess considering how many people are going to actually probably watch uh, Space Jam, I guess 91,000 could be considered, like, limited. How much is it for one, does it say? Uh, I didn't see that, did you see? I thought it would just come oh. if you got the movie. I think that's, like, you buy the movie and uh... you get the NFT with it. Right, it's like an incentive to buy the movie. I'm assuming. That's cool. Uh, we talked about Marilyn Manson being a crazy total psycho. Uh, remember that look? Long time ago. Uh, well, yeah. How? When did we first learn about like the crazy stories from uh, from all these pe- want, people coming out? I, I want to say a year ago. Uh, 2019 is what I'm seeing. So okay. like, yeah, I guess right before, right before the pandemic, like right at the, it's yeah. October, 2019. Uh, so yeah, that makes, cause 2020, everything seems different after 2020. Cause it seems like yes. 2000, end of 2019 just happened to me in my brain. Uh, but mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson was arrested in California after surrendering to an outstanding warrant, uh, police chief Anthony Bean Burpee confirmed 
Anthony J. Bean Burpee. That's a cool... I like that name. Uh, confirm <laughs> that... Really yeah. Uh, confirm that M Manson, whose real name is Brian Warner, turned himself into the police in Los Angeles last Friday on a warrant connected to a concert in Guilford in August of 2019. Cool. Uh, we talked about Free Britney uh, before. Uh, the conservative uh, vader of that state uh, accuses uh, he, her mom to use a lot of money. Uh, Jody Montgomery is slamming Jamie Spears for claiming that she won't allow him to communicate with his daughter or be involved in the decisions related to her conservatorship documents filed in Los Angeles court Friday by the, their lawyer. Uh, the conservator condemns Brittany's father for attempting to blame Montgomery for the singer's alleged treatment under her conservatorship. Um, yeah. Uh, Montgomery also alleges that Jamie has used more than 2 million of his daughter's money to defend himself in an attempt to remain conservator. Mm. Yeah. Never ending story. I, uh, this has become such, like, we've been talking about this for a long time, right? Uh, since before yep. the documentary ever came out. Uh, but yep. And even when the documentary came out, I didn't see it, like, in mainstream news. But now, in the last few weeks, I've been seeing it on MSNBC, CNN, yeah. all over, like, every big news outlet is now talking about it, which is good. But at the same time, it's like, where were you guys, like, a year ago? <laughs> yeah. News. Uh, news over. Uh, I've seen some movies, Luke. Okay. I have seen movie called A Classic Horror Story. All right. That is actually uh, their name. This is on the net of the flicks. Um, this is uh, one story, uh, horror, uh, horror film that I have heard a lot about that was going to come to Netflix. Uh, and it's a... It, it's, uh, Italian, Italian horror movie. Uh, I will not do that accent anymore. I promise. Okay. Um, it is very. Um, the beginning is so 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 fucking good. I wish the movie was as good as fifty percent of the movie. I think you know, there there's a clear like oh. When shit hit the fans and totally went bananas, shit crazy. Because the beginning reminds me a little of uh, Midsummer mixed with uh, like uh, Hannibal Holocaust. It, 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 there's so many like uh, tr uh, this is like. Uh, kind of a celebration to a classic horror movie. And that is more or less why it's called a classic horror story. Okay. But, and it tries so much, Look, It tries so much to be good. But it isn't. It isn't super good. I will give it a 5.5. If it ended after half, half the time it is, I would probably give it a 10 out of 10. Huh. But sadly, it doesn't really hold out. Yeah, the ending is such a letdown. Uh, 
but it's such a good attempt. I will give them a good attempt. Uh, I saw Godzilla vs. Kong, finally. Uh, oh. Oh. After whatever, when did it come out? Let's see. Uh, at the beginning of the year, oh. I think, like April, March or April, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, this movie. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> not great. Uh, oh. I guess the first thing, I, I see a lot of people talking about, like, conspiracy theories being driven by YouTube and, and, like, by Reddit and by online things. And then I see things mm. like Godzilla vs. Kong, or I see things like um, Ancient Aliens on the Discovery Channel, or I th see things like uh, what Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Uh, and I go, yeah, but what about these things spreading, the same conspiracy theories <laughs> that are being... This whole movie is about Hollow Earth, and, like... Uh, uh, it definitely goes into all those um, flat earth, kind of hollow earth conspiracy theories. That's what's building, driving the story of this movie. And the whole time I'm yeah. going like, well, number one, the acting's not great. The storyline is silly. The action's fun. You know, I, it's f mm -hmm. cool to see you know, Godzilla versus Kong uh, at the end. But there's one part, not not even a quarter of the way through, where... They have Kong on a boat, and Godzilla's in the water, and it's like, okay, if this was a, the actual scenario where it was Godzilla versus Kong, and Godzilla's in the water, and Kong's in the water, it's over. It's done. Godzilla has, like, way more skill in the water than Kong ever could, right? But for some reason, somehow, it, it, he gets away, right? It's just, that part, I was like, this is just silly, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, overall, I gave this, what, a four? I thought it... Most of it was really stupid, but at least the action was good. Yeah, I I, I was I was not a huge fan of of that movie. I I really, really liked Kong Skull, Skull Island. That uh, that was definitely better. Uh, okay, I watched How I Became a Superhero on Netflix. Um, this is a movie that. Luke is never ever going to watch. I don't recommend you watching it either, but because it's not that good. Okay. Uh, uh, I I will say that I give it a four out of uh, ten without uh, going into it a lot. I mean, there's this superhero show m movie. Uh, so this new drug is supposed to go uh, superpowers to mere like mortals, and that is the whole concept of it. Right. And uh, they need to like uh, uh, the superheroes are going to assemble into this uh, Paris. Uh, par Do you call it Parisian when it's in Paris, right? Uh, I don't know, actually. Okay, I think so. Parisian. So they're like uh, uh, going to like to go around in Paris. And stop this like drug lords giving this uh, uh, drug. So yeah, no, it's a stupid movie. Uh, I give it four out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I saw a quiet place, t uh, pli quiet place Parth uh, mm. this week. Uh, yeah, this was good. I didn't think it. W I thought the first movie was better, 
But I think that's just kind of yeah. kind of whatever. Um, yeah. I thought this movie was still fun. It still had all the good action parts. Uh, some, you know, there's certain things in, in these kind of horror movies where you can kind of nitpick at like, oh, why would you go, why would you run that way when you could have ran this way? Or why would, why, mm-hmm. how would they figure this thing out with the hearing aid? Um, but not be able to do it in this situation. You know, those little nitpicky things in, that you could do with any horror movie, really, because let's be real, there aren't monsters that are are out there that are like this. So um, <laughs> doing doing those kind of silly nitpicky things is silly. So overall, I give it a, a 6.5. Cool. Look, have you ever heard of a movie called Gunpowder Milkshake? Never. It is on, guess what? Netflix. <laughs> it came out today. Okay. Uh, that's why you never heard about it. Oh. Look, I recommend this to you. I recommend this to everybody. Because, guess what? This is an amazing, amazing, amazing movie about uh, serial killers. Uh, no, not serial killers, sorry. People that are, are uh, hired to kill people. Assassins. There you go. Yes. I don't know why I got serial killers in my mind. But yeah, it's about uh, this assassin that uh, uh, is set to uh, save this child. And it uh, 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 to save this child, she releases this war in this uh, 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 guild of, of criminals. And yeah... She's also a reunion with her sister. Uh, I really recommend this. I give it a 9 out of 10. Maybe a 9.5 out of 10. I really loved it. Full of action, full of gore, full of so fun. Okay, cool. I'll have to watch it, I guess. Um, I saw Wrath of Man last night, uh, starring Post Malone. Oh, I mean, starring Jason Statham, but it also has Post Malone in it. <laughs> Post Malone's in it for like I don't know five minutes, and then he gets killed. Five minutes, yeah. Um, he didn't do too bad, to be honest, for like no. not being an actual, not, not being an actor or anything. Um, who else? I guess what's what's his name? Josh Harnett is in it as well, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's a Jason Statham movie. Uh, Right, directed by Guy Ritchie, right? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of went back to kind of like Guy Ritchie, original kind of Guy Ritchie style, more than some of the things he's done recently. Uh, it it this felt is the best Guy Ritchie movie in a years. while, right? Oh yeah. Um, it didn't like the only thing that wasn't super like original type Guy Ritchie is that it's very Americanized. It's like if you Americanized a Guy Ritchie movie, kind of. Which I guess I understand. Um, Yeah, it's all about a guy... How do I explain this? It's about a guy who gets a job at a... um, at a truck... uh, a place where they ship money. A a money truck facility. uh, As a guard. And then we find out that he has ulterior motives to get this job, and it slowly, like, over the course of the movie, you kind of see from different perspectives what's happening with this uh, with this guy, who is Jason Statham, obviously. Um, mm. 
Yeah, I had I I really liked it. I thought it was incredibly predictable the ending. I <laughs> knew from the very first maybe 5 yeah. minutes exactly how the ending was going to go, uh which it mm-hmm. the movie made it feel like, "Oh, you're you're supposed to be so surprised right now that this guy is turning on him or whatever." And I'm like, "I knew that was going to happen." Um <laughs> But overall, I thought the ending was pretty good. I give it a seven point five. I, I, I thought it. Um, I thought it. I went into it with high expectations and still was pleasantly happy. So there you go. Yeah, such a surprisingly good movie. Uh, the last movie I saw was called Sun, about this mother that has been in this cult uh, and. Uh, when her boy uh, gets this very mysterious uh, illness, she has to decide how far she will go to protect him from forces. This is a horror movie. Uh, I will give it a 6 out of 10. Very horror, very uh, standard. A little better than standard. Uh, I think... uh, Emily Hirsch, uh, that is in this, okay. uh, it's maybe the, the the best thing in it. Uh, I haven't seen him in quite a while, so it was fun to see him. But yeah, 6 out of 10. I guess the last thing we both saw was Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, this is definitely feeling like a mini-series more than like a... a series of movies because even in this they have yeah. like recap bits at the beginning of each episode yeah. or not each each episode each movie i guess um yeah so it makes it feel very tv-esque uh this the first yeah. one was very 90s this one they they started out in the 90s and then we do like uh we go in, into i don't think it's necessarily a flashback but we go into a story by somebody uh, and they're talking about 1978, so we go into the, the the 70s, and they use all the 70s music. They've got all, all the the clothes and everything. Where in the 90s version, they had all the 90s music, and I, I like mm-hmm. the stylistic choices they made between the two movies. Um, it's a little weird to go backwards in time instead of going forwards in time. I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh. Yeah, I guess so. That's not my biggest problem with this movie. No? Okay. What was your biggest problem? Well, it's way too dark. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we're not talking, like, as a horror movie. It's not a... It's not like... It's not dark like Hostel is a dark movie. We're talking, like, you physically can't see things that are happening on the screen because it's so dark. (laughs) I mean, it's not super bad, but it, I, I, we gave the last movie a 7. I was definitely disappointed in this uh, part of the movie. Uh, it's definitely less better than the first one. I, I, better, I will say that this movie has better kills. I like the kills better in this movie than the first one. Okay. I thought, yeah, they even kind of, the way the kills are, the, it was more like slasher 90s yeah. Uh, scream type kills that happened in the first movie, and this one it had more of like a Jason because we're at this like summer camp and everything, so it had this mm-hmm. more Jason esque killing 
style in this movie. And that's the thing that also I'm confused about for the third one, which we talked about. The third one mm. is set in, what, 1666, right? Is that what we mm. said? Yeah. yeah, 1666. Get it? 666. So, devil, mm -hmm. scary. Um, but the first movie is set in the 90s. It's got all the 90s music, all the 90s nostalgia. The 70s one has all the 70s music, all the 70s nostalgia. We're going into the third one. It's, and they're going to go... What seems like happened in the end of this one is like a teleportation type thing, mental, I don't know. But we're going to 1666. How do we... How? What is the style stylistic choices and music they're going to use for this, right? Yeah, I have absolutely no clue. But I will not that hold that uh, against this movie. This movie gets a uh, four? I gave it a, a five. So I'm a little above you. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought it was right in the middle. Uh, it w definitely wasn't as good as the first one. But... Uh, for what they're going for, it's not like they're trying to make this like a masterpiece. It's supposed to be a fun, like, um, fun horror movie that also gives you a little bit of like nostalgia feeling, right? And if that's what they're yeah. going for, they succeeded. So, I am, I am actually looking maybe uh, of us to looking most forward to the. 1666 one. I I love time travel, so it will uh, it will see be funny to see how they solve that part of it. I, yeah, I just don't... It just feels weird to me to go from those other two with that have that nostalgia, and there's not going to be yeah. any of that nostalgia feeling in this last one. So, I don't know. We're just going to have to see it, I guess. Talking about movies, uh, we're going to do another digital review of Summertime. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the legendary... <laughs> Well, this looks super indie. <laughs> Very. It's just us. Oh, Sundance. Okay. Mm. Have you forgotten where we are? What kind of crazy dope magic happens in this city every day? Ah, oh, it's the guy that made blind spotting. Do you know what I can buy was fifteen dollars? No. This looks very, very good. I don't. I don't understand the story, though. No. I guess it's just like this. It's just. It looks like just the story of people in LA. That's all I'm. Yeah. What is going oh, on now? Random dancing. <laughs> right. That's so that's an indie movie movies. thing to do. Yeah, that's Luke's favorite thing. In movies. Dancing in musical numbers for no reason. I mean, it can be done right. So I don't want to say that that, you know what I mean? Maybe they did that, did it correctly in this movie, but... From what I saw, that, that just seemed like random, totally no purpose... I guess it isn't the time traveling uh, movie about uh, someone called Summer. I Aww. guess not. 
but uh, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Summertime, uh, the lives of a skating guitarist, two aspiring rappers, a fast food worker, and others intersect over the course of a hot summer's day in Los Angeles. Oh, okay, so it's like all set in one 24-hour period, and then it's just a story of all these different people. No wonder the trailer was so... It was a little bit confusing of a trailer, I'll be honest. Uh, mm. 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 65% on Metacritic, 82% of Google users liked it. I'm surprised to see these scores because I couldn't find any negative reviews, but somehow it's got, you know, 69, 76%, so... Yeah, no, I went to Rotten Tomatoes because Google didn't have any. Uh, I mean, the first thing that me- meets me is a five-star review where it says, this movie was inspiring and helped me realize some things that I had not processed yet. That is a pretty good um, review. Also, next one says, inspiring film, a poetic new rave of uh, wa- a wave of cinema. <laughs> A new rave of cinema. <laughs> what would be the new rave of cinema, Luke? The new rave of cinema? I don't know. Uh, uh, K-pop. K-pop would be... K-pop. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. I went to the IMDb, and they had a few, uh, but they all were super positive as well. Let's see if there's any... Mm. No, there isn't even any new ones, but... Uh, 9 out of 10, better than La La Land, says Denny. Finally a movie that's not about white privilege and... Uh, not about white and privileged people trying to survive in L.A. Okay. Uh, heart, 10 out of 10 from Kini, uh, Heart and Art. I was a bit apprehensive when I first started the movie, but the flow of the words, the scenes, the beauty of it all, it was seamless. I would recommend this movie time and time again for those looking for a truthful and sometimes brutal confrontation to the identity of L.A. and those who live in it. Okay. Also coming out this week, uh, funny enough, a movie that I fucking forgot that I watched this week. Uh, Black Widow came out this week. Uh, I watched it. It's not good. Uh, that's my short review of that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Natasha Rankoff, a.k.a. Black Widow, was so bad, Luke, that I forgot that I watched it. Uh, confronts the darker parts of her lecture when dangerous conspiracies uh, with ties to her past arise, pursued by the force that will not stop at nothing to bring her down. Natasha must deal with her history as a spy. The broken relationship left in her wake long before she became an adventure. Uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb and an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.7 out of uh, 67% of Metacritic. And Fro will give it to 4 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Lonely's Whale? Yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's called Finding 52 here. So I don't actually know what it's called. Uh, The mysterious 52 hertz whale emits a call unrecognized by other whales, leading to a life of solitude. Um, Okay, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb, 66% on Metacritic. 
it's a documentary about whales, obviously. So it's either called Finding 52 or The Loneliest Whale. I'm not depend. I don't know what it's actually called. <laughs> a movie that I have downloaded but not watched yet. Uh, Meander. A woman gets locked in a series of bizarre tubes filled with dangerous traps. Uh, 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Fro will tell you if it's good next week. Okay. Uh, which one do we want to see, I guess? You saw Black Widow already. Um, yeah. I guess... Uh... Meander sounds the best to me, right? Yeah, I really want to see Meander. Uh, like I said, I have I have it downloaded, just like I haven't had time to see it yet. It sounds interesting, just by the concept of it. So yeah, I I think I agree. Yeah, and, and it's a little like Saw. It sounds a little like Saw. Uh, coming next. Oh, I guess plugs first. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen to get a free trial and a free book. Uh, go do that. Coming next week, news of the week. Uh, another digital review of Space Jam New Legacy, which we already kind of talked about. Uh, Panic Episode 8. And more things. All right, Jeremy Round. And more things indeed. Uh, Logan Paul. Let's talk about it right away. Okay. Do you think he's involved with a scam, Luke? It sure looks like it. Uh, there's a lot of people that are seem to be scamming it up right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's... Which one are you talking about, exactly? This cryptocurrency. Right. It's also, like, the FaZe clan people are all getting in trouble for it right now, too. Like, everybody yeah. seems to be doing these fake crypto coins... Um, yeah, it's not only Logan Paul, and it's not only even just, like, internet celebrities, it's like all these different celebrities are doing it. Yeah, and it's like how he talks about it, like, it's the new Dogecoin and things like that. Did you, uh, did you watch the, the episode that uh, iDubbbz did on it? Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was very, very funny, and uh, I did watch some of the, like, cartoons that is involved with this. Oh, did you? Uh, I didn't I didn't go that far. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it looks very, like, it, like it, it looks like it's a scam, uh, at least from the outside. And... Maybe it isn't. And what's his... What's the other... There was the big boxing match that happened, the uh, uh, battle of, of, like, between TikTok, the TikTok versus YouTube thing. Right. Uh, yes. And that, the guy who, and nobody got paid, apparently. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't care about this. Uh, apparently, it all got linked back to the guy, the one of the main fighters, what's his name, Austin McBroom. It turns out that he yeah. was, like, running the whole thing. Uh, secretly with, through like a third party, not through like a shell company that he, he, I guess he was like the main fighter in it and also apparently yeah. was supposed to be paying everybody. So I don't know if you're allowed even to do that when it comes to like their betting odds and things in Vegas. Yeah, right. Um, but it, it's a little fishy. it 
now looks like nobody like people got like their upfront money but n nobody has gotten paid after that none of the musical acts like people it and it looks like austin mcbroom is gonna file bankruptcy soon it, yeah it's getting that whole thing is pretty crazy really yeah uh, nothing about this yeah uh i guess look yeah. into it there's probably there's probably a lot about it, uh, of it out there speaking of fighting have you seen hasbullah <laughs> Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, do we call it dwarfs or are they? They're are little they? little people, little people. Little people. So I think that's yes. the correct term right now. Um, okay. Yeah, Hasbullah versus what's the other guy's name's like Abdul, Abdullah, Abdul, something like that. Some, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're two Russian. Well, I guess one's a Russian guy and one's a. One's from somebody somewhere else, like one of the um, one of the old Soviet countries that's not Russia anymore, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, they were supposed to fight, but I don't know if they have or not. I, like nobody seems to know if they did fight or did not fight. Yeah, that is more or less what what I have gotten out of it as well. But the whole thing is nobody just a knows. huge meme and hilarious and like very weird at the same time it's like should i should i, yeah, I be interested I in wanting to watch this fight because i kind of am yeah. but i also feel bad that yeah. like maybe they're being exploited but it seems like they're all in to do it and the one dude is making a ton of money off of his internet personality so it's like i don't really feel bad for it but i don't know it's weird it's a weird the whole thing's weird um frenemies uh news Interesting enough, so long time ago, uh, it feels like, uh, yeah, they recorded an episode, and it's probably never going to come out. Oh, yeah, right, and, it, yeah, I was kind of on the fence as to whether I believed it when it came out, even in the video that you sent me of, like, her and uh, Moses, Moses talking about it. Yeah. Um, but I was like... I kind of went into it uh, not thinking, okay, well, maybe maybe they did, like, a little segment or whatever, but it sounds like they did, like, a whole show. Mm-hmm. Right. A whole episode, yeah. Because, like, even when they said it, I was like, well, maybe what they actually mean is they did, like, a little segment to, to say, hey, this is whatever. But it sounds like they did a whole show and then just scrapped it. So my guess is there was something in there that Trisha didn't want put out there, or maybe... Um, well, she said it was Eaton that was holding it back. Okay, well, did they say... what? Because I didn't understand why, really. I guess they didn't really say why. So, I, I, I... What she said, this is very her point of view, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. She said that the reason why Eaton didn't want to publish it is because he said, I'm sorry to her on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So... If I believe that or not... Mm. So the whole thing was like, it probably they, it was going to be a podcast that was like, we're, this is us reconciling our differences, everything's cool, and then they were going to put it out, yeah. and it was going to be a one-off thing. But then they didn't reconcile their differences in it, and so they were like, well, the whole point was to put it out to make it 
to end the drama, and it didn't end the, dr yeah. end the drama, so they were like, well, we're not going to put it out if it's not like a... I can understand that, I guess. But it does, But did, was Trisha mad at that they didn't put it out? Uh, she said that it, it felt like uh, uh, the uh, I'm sorry didn't uh, feel as uh, truthful when he you know, was not willing to publish it. I guess that's true. Sure. Yeah. I mean, again, take this with a huge grain of salt because uh, it's Trisha we talk about. Right, but it, it, if it was just Trisha, but since Moses kind of backed her up, I kind of understand it more. But it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's Trisha, right? Um, mm. Let's see what else. Uh, John Cusack tweeting about Julian Assange. Uh, John John Cusack tweeted out like a, this whole set of tweets about how Assange deserves to go to jail and all this stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, which I just thought was weird because John Cusack, I've always thought of as a very left-wing person, but now he's, like, tweeting out about how Assange was working with Putin and that uh, the reason we got Trump was because of Assange and all these other things, and I'm like, okay, John Cusack, real cool guy. <laughs> uh, Money in the Bank is on Sunday. I'm looking forward to that. Is it? Oh, okay. I probably yeah. won't watch it, but maybe if I if I'm free, maybe I'll. And you guys are going to be watching it. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, what is the last uh, WWE event you watched? Oh, I don't even. A long time ago, I watched whatever I watched with you. Probably, <laughs> I bet the last wrestling event I watched wasn't even WWE. It was probably TNA. Yeah, that is also this week, by the way. Is it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'd rather watch that. Yeah. What is that? Are they on the? They're not on the same day, though, right? I think so. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> if that's yeah. what they did, but sure. I'm not. I'm not a hundred and ten percent sure, but yeah. Okay, uh, Luke. Have you heard about this new Netflix show? This new dating Netflix show. <laughs> uh, the one where they dress up in costumes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They. Yeah. Apparently, it's it was already a British show. So I I follow a YouTuber who heard about it and then did a review of the first episode of the British version of the same show. So like, oh. there, there's already a full season of this type show out there that's just British. This is just the American I mean, version of of that. No, I haven't. I need to, I need to say this. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's really dumb. <laughs> incredibly stupid. Uh. On my top five of most anticipated movies of the year, Fro, um, was a movie called Bios with Tom Hanks in it mm. that was coming out. They changed the name of it uh, just recently. Mm. I don't know when, but they changed it to Finch. So th that's what this movie is called now. Uh, okay. It's about a post-apocalyptic robot dog, I think. Yeah. Uh, you I know post why it changed names? Uh, not, not, I don't really know. Uh, I'm just assuming, uh, formally, let's see, Apple Lens, and it's going to be on Apple, apparently. Uh, okay. Finch, formerly BIOS, is unlikely to be released before award season. No, I, d I don't really see why. But I just noticed it, and I was hmm. like, that's weird. Why would they just randomly change the name? But I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else. I posted something in the chat. Go look at okay. that. Um, this is, that. you know, the Olsen twins from Fi I do Full House. This picture came out of Ashley Olsen <laughs> just hanging out in the woods. <laughs> kind of dressed up like a cult member, uh, seemingly drinking whiskey and holding a gigantic what machete. Holy <laughs> fuck, that's big. That is what, not what she said. It's just a very strange photo. I, I was like, huh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Well, you need a machete and some whiskey in the middle of the woods. I mean... It, it, yeah, she's just, the, they're both, the Olsen twins are kind of, uh, they don't really uh, put it themselves out there that much in the public eye, and so to see this be no. one of the things they choose to put out in the public eye is like, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I have never heard of this boyfriend either, Louis Eisner, never heard of. No, me neither. But I'm yeah, like I said, they try to stay very under the radar. They they don't really they don't do any more acting. They they're done with that whole side of their life. They're um oh, no. they're just business Whatever women. Whatever we do. Yeah. Yeah. I Not the you version of double trouble. Oh my gosh. As I'm to understand like they they've done interviews where they they've talked about how messed up their childhood was. Like how it kind of screwed up their yeah. Screwed up the way they kind of um, saw life because, like, they just were like little work machine babies. Like, they started working when they were still tiny little kids, like baby babies. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's weird. Uh, go and watch uh, Deadpool and Korg reacts to uh, the new Free Guy. Oh, Free Sorry, Guy! Uh, right. I yeah. Okay. That's funny. Okay, uh, I think that's everything for me. Yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I mean, other than some pop star meeting with the White House to talk about vaccines today, I thought that was kind of interesting. I've never heard of this <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, but... Uh, you, you have heard of her songs. I'm, I'm I probably sure. have heard a song of hers before, but I, yeah. I don't remember. I, I saw a picture of her, and I've never seen this girl's face, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm a boomer. Luke is definitely a boomer, but so am I. Uh, okay, uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.